0: To. Lit, love, learn. Yeah, where we like, leave no stoner unturned and no lesson unlearned, man. I'm your first summer!
1: The gateway drug, question mark.
0: Ah, uh, the age-old argument. Does cannabis lead to harder drug use, or not? Hmm...
1: Nope. Thanks for listening.
0: If you enjoyed the show, please share it with someone you know- No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. While I'd like to confidently claim that weed isn't responsible for harder drug use, it's just simply not that simple, simps. There are a few things to consider here. For instance, The fact that cannabis, among other drugs like alcohol and nicotine, are readily available just means that they are likely the starting points for harder drug users. This does not necessarily mean those drugs caused the progression, however, some would argue that it creates an itch for stronger highs. There's also the fact that your environment has a lot to do with your substance abuse. People who were unfortunately Subjected to harsher upbringings are more likely to abuse drugs, not to mention those with PTSD or who are homeless tend to cling to things that make life seem less bleak. Hard to blame them in my opinion. One argument I would agree with is regular interaction with your weed dealer may open you up to other substances. Uh, hey man, uh, here's that bud you asked for. I threw in a Percocet in the bag too, Uh, just let me know what you think of it. Not unheard of for dealers to offer that kind of cross-sell. Of course, the user should take responsibility for what they ingest. However, the pressures from others to do new drugs can be difficult to resist for some, especially the younger crowd. We also have to address cannabis addiction. Some of you might be laughing at such a sentiment, but it's a very real thing. It's not as severe or likely to happen as, say, meth addiction, but some amount of cannabis users truly do find it impossible to stop. The innocent nature of the plant makes it easy to lean on. And it's no surprise that many stoners enjoy partaking on the daily. Possibly the biggest issue with weed is simultaneously one of the most reassuring factors, and that is you can't die from overdosing. This is generally a good thing, but can cause some to, quote, get lost in the sauce, as the kiddos say. You can easily find crazy weed challenges online like the one gram dab challenge, the smoking one ounce as quickly as possible challenge, etc. While these can be fun and light-hearted, it also encourages others to test the limits of their cannabis use, which could prove to be an issue. My recommendation is to take it slow, especially if you aren't very experienced. There's nothing to gain from blowing through your entire stash in one sitting. Can you imagine if people started doing the 1 gram meth challenge? Lord almighty. It's just difficult to tease out what exactly leads people to hard drug use. And, I guess, at the end of the day, it's time for bed.
1: Weekly news update. Canadian opiate prescriptions have steadily declined since federal legalization began.
0: Well, well, well. Based on the title of this headline, from MaryJane.com, it looks like opioids are the gateway drug to cannabis. But in all seriousness, this is awesome to see. It's clear that there exists a market for those with chronic pain issues who aren't comfortable obtaining the good plant from the black market. They end up consulting with a doctor and are given a prescription for something much more addictive and damaging than cannabis ever could be. Since Canada's legalization, their monthly opioid prescription numbers have dropped by a factor of five and a half times. Now that's what I'm talking about.
1: Amsterdam's loss to be a gain for cannabis tourism in Toronto.
0: This one comes from the Toronto Sun. Femke Halsema, mayor of the Netherlands capital, wants to restrict tourist access to its 166 cannabis-selling coffee shops. Quote, I want to shrink the cannabis market and make it manageable, end quote. While yes, many tourists travel to Amsterdam just to get the cannabis cafe experience, it means many tourists are traveling to Amsterdam. Why not capitalize on that and ramp up the amount of cafes available to the public? As the headline suggests, this could mean Canada could become a viable replacement if Halsema's proposal comes true. My response is, the U.S. could easily become the cannabis capital of the world, given our laws become less strict when it comes to the Mary Jane. I believe a wise American once coined the term MABA, which, as we all know, stands for Make America Baked Again.
1: Arrest made after police recover 210,000 pounds of cannabis from car in Lockerbie.
0: 210,000 pounds of cannabis? Okay, it's important to note that this story, provided by ITV.com, takes place in Scotland, where the currency is the pound sterling. 210,000 currency units. Not the weight of the cannabis. Still though, 210,000 pounds of cannabis? Strain Review Sour Tangy So today we're looking at Sour Tangy by Terrapin. It is a sativa with a THCA content of 19.77% and the dominant terpene being limonene at 0.38%. So my scoring system is based on three categories, with the highest score being a seven. Bud quality is a possible one point, flavor is worth two points, and finally, the perceived effects of the strain can be worth up to four points. This is just my take, and as such, must be observed as cannabis law.
1: Bud quality, zero out of one points.
0: Absolutely dry and just a bit pathetic to look at. Not a great start.
1: Flavor, one out of two points.
0: Smells good for sure. Just had a very generic weed taste despite what I've heard, so had to knock off a point here. Thinking I picked up a bad batch possibly.
1: Effects, three out of four points.
0: Thankfully, we see a turn for the better. As we have a pretty nice little sativa here. The effects were both energetic as well as calming, strangely enough. Like I overclocked the CPU in my head, but also switched to liquid cooling to make up for the difference. I really need to update my computer now that I'm thinking about it. The dominant terpene here is lemonene, which is found naturally in the rind of citrus fruits like lemons limes and particularly oranges it's known for its uplifting effects and its pleasant smells which is why you'll find it in many cleaning products certainly cleaned my clock with a score of four out of seven i can generally recommend sour tangy particularly if you can get a good deal on it
1: Story time: Acquiring my medical card and first time at the dispensary.
0: Most people are surprised to hear that getting my MMJ card was almost no trouble at all. You only need a few things. A valid driver's license in the state you're applying to. Approval from a certified doctor, and more on that in a minute. And 250 big ones which is the only real barrier to entry. Right about now, you might be thinking, if I smoke weed on a boat, does that make it seaweed? Which is a valid question, but it's not exactly relevant right now. You might also be thinking, how do I get a doctor to approve my medical card? The answer is, you use a medicine recommendation platform like Veraheal, which is who I went through. Definitely not sponsored or anything. Um, I just like their service. They connect you to a certified doctor who consults with you to determine your eligibility. Now it's important to note that I live in Pennsylvania, where anxiety is a valid reason to obtain your card. If you can't get it for anxiety in your state, this could prove more difficult. But basically, I paid Vera Heal to connect me to one of their doctors, and this doctor facetimes me just a couple days later, and we have, and I kid you not, a less than 10 minute conversation. Uh, she looked like a hippie posing as a doctor, but you know, hey, I'm not judging. I'm sure her credentials are legitimate. Anyway, she says, looks like you're dealing with some anxiety didn't require a therapist to confirm it or anything like that. It's just something I put on the form and she she just took me at my word, basically. Then she asks, have you used cannabis before? And so I just tell her the truth, I've regularly smoked street weed for many years. She was super cool about it. She then made sure I understood the rules Pennsylvania has in place For instance, it's actually illegal to smoke weed here. Um, Even if you purchased it legally at a dispensary, you're actually expected to vaporize your product. Yep, if a police officer catches you putting a flame to your bud, they can and will confiscate your MMJ card. But like the doctor said, you can't legally use it in public anyway, so feel free to smoke behind closed doors all you like. And after that surprisingly brief consultation, she certified me within minutes, and I had access to apply for the card on the state website. It was such an amazing feeling. That doctor visit costed 200 bucks, and the state fee after that is another 50. It took about two weeks for the card to print and mail to me, uh, but then I was officially a medical marijuana patient, and I was ready for the dispensary. I chose the Healing Center in Monroeville, just because it was the closest to me and their prices seemed honestly better than pretty much any other option uh, I had nearby me. When you visit your first dispensary, they require you to consult with the pharmacist at that store. And this isn't bad at all. I met with a lady who just asked me about my experience with cannabis and answered any questions I had. She said I could talk to the bud tenders about my anxiety and they would make recommendations, but this is literally never required. You can, from the start, buy whatever you like and as much as your heart desires. They say technically the law declares that you can have up to a three month supply on hand, but as the pharmacist pointed out, do you know what a three month supply looks like? Is your... Is your three-month supply going to be the same as everyone else in the store? No. Not at all. So, therefore, no limit other than the number in your bank account, essentially. I picked up a few different grams and a couple of disposable vape pens and made my way home. I've been happy with the dispensary experience ever since. Well, mostly happy. Those long lines and dry shelves can be frustrating, but... Nothing I'm not willing to deal with for a quality cannabis
1: experience. Thanks for listening.
0: If you enjoyed the show, please share it with someone you know. And if you'd like to support Lit Laugh Learn, visit patreon.com forward slash Patrons of the show get access to any and all bonus episodes and can suggest the topic of a future episode as well. Again, that's patreon.com slash litlaughlearn. Also, feel free to search litlaughlearn on Instagram for more cannabis edutainment content. Have a good one!